0: Word on the street. We're on the street. That's right. We're still here, still ready to rock and roll, baby. Our question of the night: Are you prepping for the widespread chaos after the election? Oh boy! Give me a call and give me a call right now. Four zero four. And now, let me introduce you to my team. Shelly Winter, Milani Kai, DJ Crystal, and me, Scotty
1: B, here on 95.5 WSB. My dude hit five states in one day and he's headed to Locka, Florida to be there for eleven PM. Guess what time his first rally is tomorrow morning? Ten thirty I mean eleven thirty P AM tomorrow morning. He must be nervous. He might be. Whether he, whether, whether, whether you oh, he's love working him, hard, thank you.
2: Whether you love him or hate him. It is very impressive that a man his age is able to do that. It's, Five states. It's impressive. In one day. Love them. To thousands of people. Or hate them. It's an undeniable fact that that is very impressive, in my opinion.
1: It's It should be. I mean, well, like you said, and then the key to what you said, love them or hate them, it should be impressive that a 76 year old man is getting on and off a plane, speaking for an hour straight. With a teleprompter and off the top of his head while the eye while the guy he's running against slips up and makes and, and chops up his words every now and then. I mean, it's, it's, it's totally impressive.
2: So you have a, a president, Donald Trump, in Rome. We just saw Air Force One leaving Rome, heading to Florida. Also, vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris was in it's Kamala. It's not Kamala. Kamala. Oh, Kamala. I used to correct you all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, I, I used to correct you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Kamala. K- yeah, Kamala. What did I say? You said Kamala. I've been hanging around you too yeah. much. Kamala Harris was in Gwinnett, and <laughs> I smiled when I listened to her. Are you Are you ready for this? You want to play a little clip of Kamala? Kamala. Will yes, me? Senator Kamala. Okay, yeah, play this.
1: This is this is uh, this is um, in Gwinnett
2: County. This is called code switching. I got it. Okay, code switching.
3: It's called dead air.
1: <laughs> I got it. So sh-
3: hello everybody. Oh, it's good to be back in Georgia, and it's good to be with my friend Stacy Abrams. Can we hear it for Stacy Abrams?
2: Quite not the crap. <laughs> well, first off, I did not know when, when I first heard her voice I've never heard the Senator sound like that. and she sounded very ethnic and it kind of reminds me of myself. Sometimes I come on the radio and I'm very aware that I'm t- of who I'm talking to. And so for the most part, I try to maintain a certain level. when I'm with my friends, Or my family, they're like, oh, you said that word wrong. Oh, you sounding all black and whatnot. It's the first time the senator sounded urban, ethnic to me. I didn't think, I didn't even know. Seriously, (laughs) Scotty B, I did not know that it was her. I was like, well, who's introducing her? Well, wasn't that her? What do you what did you hear, Scotty B?
0: Well, you know, I'm from Michigan where we are trained to code switch. What does that mean? That means that you play the environment that you're in. You have multiple voices. You might talk to this Scotty, hey, how you doing? I'm Scotty B. I'd like to meet you. I work for WSB Radio. Or you might be, hey, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Scotty B. We off in this thing, baby. You know what I'm talking about?
2: <laughs> and it's a unique talent to African-Americans. It did, because th- what I heard from Senator Kamala Harris- And
1: Hispanics. And Hispanics. Yeah, what
2: I heard was, yo, yo, what's up, Georgia? My people, yo, como stars, Que pasa? Yo, we about to do this <laughs> thing, baby boy. That's what I heard. That's what I heard but I love I love the fact that Georgia is in the eye of the entire world being new as a battle gr- battleground state, Shelley.
1: I think it's very exciting. And, and 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 like I say all the time, you guys follow me on Facebook. I say all the time, great time to be on radio. Absolutely. We're sitting on the radio, number one news and talk station in the entire country. We sit here, we we have a show at a point in history where this state is a battleground state. So it's very exciting. I don't Absolutely. care I don't yeah. care who wins or loses. I mean, I do care, but at the end of the day it's very exciting for us as people who do this kind of work.
2: I think it's unprecedented. Never in our lifetime anyone listening to us have we ever been here. And I think so many people are feeling an emotion whether it's scared, afraid, stressed, happy, nervous ever so many people millions of people are filling in emotions over this particular election and i would jump out and say not even even more so than when president barack obama was on the uh, cusp of be- becoming the president i think this is even more for me, it's exciting. the I don't know the it's the, emotional
1: the two thousand and eight election for me was two thousand and eight election for me was extremely exciting. And the reason why it was exciting for me was because I was on the radio at the time when he was running in the primary, and I was on an african american all African well, an African American talk station as a talk show host screaming Obama was going to win. And the entire audience was telling me I was just telling them that because I wanted McCain to win. You know what I mean, right? And so when it came around, when he won the primary, I was already thumping my chest because no one thought he was going to win the primary. And then went so I went to the, you know, I went to uh, the um, nomination in, in Denver. I'll never forget. It was a very exciting time. Went to the inauguration in in January with, with 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 my mom. We stayed with my uncle. God rest his soul. He passed away, but we stayed in D.C. with my uncle. So I mean, we were caught up in all of that. That was a very exciting time. This this is. Something it's exciting, but it's a different kind of exciting. It's emotional. That's what I said. Yeah, that's what I said.
2: It's it's an emotional type of thing that's going on. And Shelly Winter, speaking of, of what you just said, so you've been a Trump supporter for how, how, about since how long Since 2015.
1: Well, since he came down the escalator.
2: Since he came down. When he
1: came down the escalator, he gave a speech. I called my boy Tommy Bottom. Shout out to him. Great poet. And I said, yo, did you just see this guy Trump that's running for president come down an escalator? He said, yeah, I heard the end of his speech. He said, what do you think? I said, I think dude is going to win. And he says, you know what? I was thinking the same thing.
2: So let's go ahead and make this is our last time on the radio before the election we come back on wednesday uh technically wednesday we're not sure about the time but we'll be on wednesday let's go ahead and make our predictions dj crystal i know you were over there vomiting at the whole hour of uh, donald trump go ahead and make your prediction not who we want to win right now what's your pulse who will win the election
3: I think Biden can win. I think he will win because Trump only plays to his base. He's not drawing anybody else in. And maybe the 231,000 people plus people that have died were Trump supporters.
2: Okay, so DJ Crystal, she's got Joe Biden will win. Scotty B, who will win this election?
0: I think Joe Biden's going to run away with it just because of Donald uh, Trump's tactics in these last few days. He's showing desperation. So I think that's going to play well for Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden wins it.
2: He runs away with it. Shelly Winter, not who you want to win. Who will win when we come back on Wednesday? Even though I keep telling you guys, I don't think we're going to have a winner then. But who will win this wow. election?
1: I, um, two weeks ago, I was nervous. Literally, I, I will say this. Two weeks ago, I was nervous. People were calling me up. They were saying, Shelly, what do you think? And I was nervous. I wasn't as confident now that I, when I as I was when 2016, 2016, I thought it was in a bag. I knew it was in a bag and he won. This time, I'm not as nervous as I was two weeks ago. I'm seeing clear signs of him moving. These rallies contrary, I disagree with Scotty B, are not signs of desperation. These rallies are signs that I'm going to pull this through. Remember, in 2016, Hillary did exactly what Joe is doing now. She did not do campaign hard. She did not go into these states. He's going into these states that he has to win. And so I don't see it as a sign of desperation. I see it as a sign of a guy that understands I have to win this state so I'm going to go into this state three or four times in a, in a closing moment. And it's called the closing pitch. So I feel more confident than I did two weeks ago and I believe I believe that Trump swing uh, run, wins, uh, runs the table in the Sun Belt states, and I believe he runs a table in the six states that he needs to win, uh, swing states that he needs to win. And I really believe, as I said before, before when I said it, I think I was just talking smack as course, you will. But now I'm saying as a, as a political pundit, devoid of who I want to win, as you said, I believe that Trump, this is going to be a landslide, in electoral college, a landslide election um, for Trump. And And I'm seeing it on the ground. I'm seeing the excitement on the ground.
2: Here's what I say. Popular vote, by far, to me, goes to Joe Biden. That's what I believe... I'm not a political pundit like you. I call it how I see it. And what I see is it's it's something uncomfortable for people, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. A lot of people, regardless of if they're Democrat, Republican, liberal or not, they are not ready for a female president yet, as they were not for Hillary Clinton. A lot of people are not ready for a black female vice president I'm talking about Democrats. I'm talking about Republicans. They're just not ready for it yet. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to call it for Donald Trump. I don't know by a landslide for anybody. I think, again, we are not going to have the results on Wednesday. Trump is going to call it, declare victory. And I think when he does win, it's going to be chaotic because uh, Antifa, they're a whole different beast out there. They're going to wreak havoc regardless but it's going to be chaotic. They're going to say Trump cheated, X, Y, Z. But I just don't think that the Electoral College is ready. Those people that are that we're actually voting for, they are not ready for a female president. And that's what we were waiting for. People do not think at all that. If Biden gets in, that he's going to last four years. That's why his VP pick was so important. And I just don't think that the world is ready for Senator Kamala Harris to become president.
1: Powerful statement, my sister. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Word on Werner street. A short. Oh, sorry, Crystal. I didn't see your hand. I'm sorry.
3: So was that Antifa that surrounded Biden's bus? The- the no people just, that interfered with Biden's bus. No, far-right Trump,
1: right, Trump supporters. Those are just regular Trump yeah. supporters
2: in their cars. That's yeah, you, you've got crazy people on both sides. We're going to continue to see that. The average person that I know that's a Biden supporter is not a far-right leftist, leftist. The average person that I know that is a Donald Trump supporter is not going to go around circling somebody's thing. So it's on both sides. There's idiots on both sides, and they're doing too much. People!
0: Buckle up, y'all.
2: Steve we'll be Wonder right back. Was it Biden today? <laughs> Did he see him? Oh, <laughs> Shelley Winter. That's terrible. He made
3: him
1: win. Our question of the night: Are you preparing? Are you preparing your family and yourself? in case there is widespread chaos after the election. Are you prepping, as they say, storing food? And, my, family and, and, yeah, your, your family my family is. Yeah, your family is. My family
2: is, me personally, no, but my family is. So are you prepping for widespread chaos after
1: the election? That's our question of the night, Four four eight seven two zero seven fifty. You were saying going into the break about uh, Kamala Harris and people being ready, and it's a fascinating uh, observation. We had made it a, a while back and i think it's coming coming to fruition because unless you're a hardcore democrat those people in the middle those people like suburban housewives those women they're making that, they're thinking about that when they go to the polls it's not as easy as people say oh i hate trump and his tweets because they they have to weigh a 76 year old guy on the other side who people can see i'm not saying there's anything wrong with the guy mentally i know we make jokes and stuff i'm not saying that but i'm saying they can see that he has diminished capacity and they're not they have to think about that. What you do with any presidential candidate? You have to think that the person behind them is one heartbeat away to be president. And so that's the that's the thing that people in the suburbs, white and black and others have to think about. do am I ready for a, a president Kamala Harris? That's a fair question.
2: No, no, they're not ready for it. and you said something else, but uh, DJ Crystal, we talked about it a whole lot. I mean, we just talked about it off the air. Had we not had so many riots or there not been a George Floyd this year, there would be no Kamala Harris as a vice presidential nomination. The Democrats made two big mistakes, spending four years on Russian collusion and all these things, trying to get Donald Trump out of office and not coming up with a viable candidate. And the second mistake they made was rushing into an emotional decision to pick Kamala Harris because she was a woman of color. It's a bad move. She was not the most qualified.
3: I think Trump's not. I mean, he's making a big mistake when he thinks he's appealing to suburban women by saying, I put your husbands back to work. It's not 1950. Well, don't say you put my husband back to work. Put me back to work. I, if you're going to put somebody back to work, don't talk to women like that. I think he this, doesn't know how to talk to women. I, he doesn't like women. Message. I think the
2: statement. I think the statement that probably solidified it for the few suburban women who are out there who may not have known is when he talked about what he did to stop low-income people from coming in their neighborhoods. And I quote him, he says, you do not want a project built next to your house. And as much as those suburban women may say Black Lives Matter, they've got the signs in their yard, they may be given money, they do not want a project coming there. And I I want to push back a little bit to what Crystal
1: said because in in the abstract, you're right. You don't talk to women like that. But the women he's talking to, those are the stay-at-home moms that people, the posters are saying have a problem with Trump's tweeting and the way he talks. So they're, they're not, these are not working women, these are not working professional women. These are, by definition, stay-at-home, suburban moms, soccer moms, who while the husband goes to work, mom is at home packing the lunches, taking the kids to, to school, and, and these, these women don't see themselves as some kind of bad thing. They see themselves as, this is what I do, I'm a mom. And so, and they live in the suburbs. And so, when you when he's talking to them, and he says, "I put your husbands back to work," they're not reading that as an insult, like I think you're saying. They they're, they're
2: reading it as I I don't like being in the house with him all this time because right. I'm used wow. to him being away. Wait, so go away, go work, go make some money, if that's right. what Donald Trump can do. But I don't want to see the economy shut down because and my, my husband, husband has be to be back work. home with me, and we're barely getting along now, and I don't wow. like it. You need to go work. Take
0: Absolutely. yourself out of this, money
1: Absolutely God. no absolutely right. true. we the see truth. high divorce rates we see high suicides we have see high domestic abuse cases going up all because of the shutdown so yeah it's a real fair statement to say to women who are stay-at-home working moms and husbands and, and wives to say i put your husbands back to work that's a fair. That's an honest. to God. Yeah, because a
2: suburban mom, you can't have the thing with the post office man. If, absolutely. You know. Wow. We'll four. Four, four, four,
1: four four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Are you prepping for widespread chaos that can potentially come after the election?
0: The train is pulling into the station, baby. But luckily, we still got gas in the tank. So pick up that phone and call me now. Four zero four. You are now tuned in to Word on the Street on 95.5 WSB.
2: I am so honored to introduce the next president of the United States, Senator Kamala Harris. (laughs)
1: <laughs> just doing a little trolling that's all So that's the introduction that's for just her like at Gwinnett that's, uh, just well it a- that's
2: her introduction that's now, how she I got introduced at in Gwinnett at Infinite Energy Center tonight that's how she got introduced I just, I'm just trolling that's and the, all, it's just- not a troll though because the whole world knows that Kamala Harris is being set up to be the first female president
1: let's go to our calls our question of the night are you prepping for widespread chaos over the election David and Tucker
4: uh no i I think uh just the loudest voice is the ones being heard, and the vast majority of Americans are gonna take it just uh, as any other election. They may be a little more upset, but that's a big difference between that and running around on the street going crazy.
1: my man, great answer, thank you, David. We appreciate you very much. Have a wonderful day. Take care.
2: And I think anything could happen, Shelly Winter. And what also could happen, as you predicted, President Donald Trump could, will win the election. What happens if you don't? Because you think he is the best thing for this country. So you If asking, he doesn't, if he doesn't.
1: If Donald Trump doesn't win, I'm going to extend my answer from David. Um, one thing. So the way I'm going to answer that question is by telling you what I won't do. OK. All right. I know that I won't. Call him forty six. Okay. <laughs> you know why I won't call him 46? You won't call who forty six. I won't call Biden forty six. Okay, why like not? Like I will call him President Joe Biden. Out of respect. Just because he won. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm not a child. I'm an adult. I'm not gonna. <laughs> ch- I'm not gonna call a man <laughs> by a number. The other thing that I won't do is I won't spend the next four years just getting increasingly, increasingly angrier and angrier every day that he's the president. I won't jump at everything that Fox News tells me that he's going to be doing and that he's a Russian or Chinese agent. I'm not gonna do that. (laughs) I'm not gonna jump around and run around mad at the very mention of his name every single day. I'm gonna accept the results of the election. I'm not gonna go rally inauguration in Washington, D.C. before he's even inaugurated and get mad that he won. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna accept my friends who voted for Biden as still my friends and I'm gonna say, hey, you guys won, congratulations. I'm on a radio, you're on a radio, I'm going to come on a radio, whatever days we're on a radio, weekends or Monday through Friday, hint, hint. <laughs> you know, I'm going to come on a radio. Speak gonna, Lord, speak you know, Lord. I'm going to come on a radio, I'm going to say things like, hey, Joe Biden did this today, I agree with it. Or Joe Biden did this today, I disagree with it. Or the Democratic Congress did this today, I agree with it. I'm going to do that. I'm not going to jump up and down and pull my hair out every time Joe Biden you know, says something. Uh, I'm not going to call him a rapist. I'm not going to call him a racist. I'm not going to do any of those things. I'm not certainly, I'm certainly not going to end friendships because Joe Biden wins. I'm not gonna end, I'm not gonna cut family members off because Joe Biden wins. I'm not gonna go into a shell and and just be mad every day. I'm not gonna walk around the street with signs and (laughs) t-shirts that disparage Joe Biden because he won the election. And you know why I'm not gonna do all of that? Because I'm an adult. I'm an American male adult who accepts the results of elections. My guy lost. I move on, my life still goes on. So, but the most important thing is, I'm not going to go around on Facebook and social media calling a man by a number.
2: Are you suggesting based off of your comments, people who call him call him 45 and people who say disparaging things about Donald Trump are not real men? And women, because you keep I'm saying, saying I'm, I'm a, a man. I'm,
1: no, I'm when, a man. when I say I'm, I'm an adult. I'm an adult. I'm yeah, a an adult. Does, I'm an a child. Are you suggesting that I'm not suggesting. I'm saying completely forthrightly and honestly, bottom of my heart, honestly, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but what I've seen over the last four years, the reaction to Donald Trump by many people who are grown people, has been childish. It's like, you know, when you tell me that you're going to cut me off and you're not gonna speak to me anymore because I like Donald Trump. That's childish. That's what we did in kindergarten. We used to say, hey, you like little Johnny. Little Johnny didn't speak to me yesterday, so I don't like you anymore. That's what that is. And that's where we've been for the last four years. You said it best. You said you went after a guy over Russian collusion for three years, which you knew was a patent lie. They knew. These people are much smarter than me. If I saw it was a lie three years ago, I know Jake Tapper and Chris Wallace and all the other people saw it as a lie. But people still covered it anyway. So I'm not going to do that. If Fox News runs a deep expose, saying that Joe Biden is owned by China and we should investigate him, I'm not going to come on this radio station every day and pick up a story from Fox News and say, Joe Biden's owned by China. We need to get rid of Joe (laughs) Biden. I'm not going to do that. And I can tell you that's what I'm going to do. If if Donald Trump loses, I'm going to be an adult.
2: You'll be sad. You'll be disappointed. Of course I'll be disappointed.
1: I like the guy. You know what I'm saying? Of course I'll be disappointed. I have access to the White House. I probably won't have access to the Biden administration. I can't even get the Kamala Harris (laughs) people on the the phone. So, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'll be disappointed. But I won't. I I won't act like a spoiled child that didn't get his way. And that's what I've seen people who hate Donald Trump do for the last four years. Friends of mine, family members, everybody. I've seen everyone just go out there and act like a spoiled child because they didn't get their way and their guy didn't win.
2: 404 zero four8720750 We are uno dos days away from the election. It's it's an emotional, we'll talk about emotions, it's going to be an emotional time.
1: I've got a question for you, my Absolutely. sister.
2: What's the pulse in the evangelical community? On October the 27th, President Donald Trump sent Navy Sil 6 to go rescue. I mean, on the 27th, a Christian missionary was kidnapped, the son of missionaries, but he was there doing work with them on the borders of Nigeria. President Donald Trump, in the midst of everything that is going on, sent in... Team 6, Navy SEAL 6, to go rescue one missionary in West Africa. Took out all the bad guys except for one. Rescue that missionary. Absolutely no casualties for America. Plus, President Donald Trump has said from day one, not just religious freedoms in America— are important, is a priority for that administration, religious freedoms internationally. He has said it's foreign policy. He has lived up to anything and everything, plus more that he would do for the evangelical community, not just that, but for Muslims, religious freedom in general. The pulse in the evangelical community is if we want to keep our religious freedoms for now, Donald Trump is our man, and that's where they're going to vote.
1: My sister. My sister.
2: But as we saw tonight, Donald Trump talked about that as well. One of the things that stuck out in our head as we listened to him in Rome, Georgia, is he started naming names of particular people. And I started jotting down the names of these particular people. And you know why I started jotting down the names of these particular people? I jotted them down because these names that he mentioned whether in a good way or a bad way, have all been on this show, on Word, on the street. We're a new show, and I think it's remarkable to say that the names he mentioned tonight, coming out of 45, I know you don't like that, 45's mouth, Herschel Walker, Doug Collins, Kelly Leffler. Vernon Jones, Angela Stanton King, John Ossoff, Governor Brian Kemp, and one who you had an opportunity to sit down and chat with, Rudy Giuliani.
1: Absolutely, and I asked him. We're going to play a clip. I asked him the question: Are there any more bombshells to come out of the Hunter Biden email uh, laptops? And here was his answer. Can you give us a hint on the next big bombshell that the media will
4: ignore or that will drop? <laughs> <laughs> that the media will ignore that. I mean, that's a whole other tragedy of its own and, and scandal. I mean, the, the, the reality is um, I don't know that there are any more bombshells in there. There's an awful lot more corruption. I haven't been able to go through. I haven't been able to go through the whole thing, but there's a significant number of transactions with Romania that look to amount to a couple million dollars. There's a Kazakhstan transaction. That's a couple of million dollars. And there are pictures of Joe Biden with these people from Kazakhstan, and with his son. Remember, Joe Biden for five years has been telling us, I didn't know anything about my son's foreign dealings. Well, these two guys do not look like they come from Brooklyn. <laughs> they, 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 they look to me like they come from someplace overseas. And I would imagine during the course of the two- or three-hour meeting they had, they must have been discussing the business. Uh, Mr. Bobolinski says that Joe Biden was intimately familiar with Hunter Biden's business. So... I mean, it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. And plus, their silence for three weeks is deafening. I mean, it's, it, uh, it's quite obvious that they're guilty. They haven't said a word yet to, do, to dispute any of these emails or texts or because they can't. Simple fact is they say stupid things like it comes from Russia. It doesn't come from Russia. It comes from a man in Delaware who Hunter Biden was stupid enough to leave his laptop with, he also left a laptop in Boston that has 27,000 emails that I haven't seen yet.
1: And who has possession of that laptop? Is that in the FBI possession or is that in
4: someone else's possession? I don't know. know. I know that the author, Peter Schweiker, does. Peter Schweiker wrote the book that originally exposed the Biden and Kerry corruption called Secret Empires. And everybody ignored it. And the Democrats made fun of it. Turns out to be the tip of the iceberg.
2: One of the hottest... Figures right now, as we're two days away from election, is Rudy Giuliani, Shelley Winter. You had an opportunity to sit down and talk to him. That was just the clip. We are going to find that. You should go listen to that entire interview. It's on our Word on the Street page. It's on WSBRadio.com. Look for Word on the Street. You've got to hear that. Every it's, it's, it's It was a great interview. Fascinating interview. Yeah.
1: and He said a lot in it. Uh, said a lot in it. And, um, you know, say what you will about it. My takeaway from interviewing Rudy Giuliani around this Hunter Biden laptop, my takeaway is... One, the media, there's, if you listen to the interview online, you'll see the intro to the interview is a bunch of media outlets saying it's Russian collusion. But it ends with DNI, head of the, head of the uh, Department of National Intelligence, John Ratcliffe, saying, no, this has nothing to do with Russian intelligence. So he shuts that down. He's the guy who knows that. But the important thing to me is that the fact is, if this thing is not real, then why are you not talking about it? You spent three years talking about something that you knew wasn't real. You made it real. Then you find out. Then we find out after a big two-year investigation that it was never real. Now we're finding out that it came out of the Hillary Clinton campaign during the summer of 2016. And now you're telling me that this, you're not saying it's not real. You're just telling me it's Russian disinformation or you're just not talking about it. And that's a concern I have because if they can do that with a story like this, forget Joe Biden, forget the presidency, forget all of that. If they can do that with a story like this, you could do that about any piece of information and they do exactly and they do and they do
2: and which is why uh, the media along with the democrats are the reason why they're in this position right now where you have uh, a a Biden-Harris ticket and you know that that is not the most those were not the most viable candidates but you didn't spend three years trying to put together a team that could take Donald Trump down before you get to the phone call phone i know we're almost done with the show what if president donald trump doesn't accept it. What if he claims voter fraud? Are you is that something you're gonna say possibly? Or, I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down that road if if, if even there, if he does because if there, he will. If, if
1: there no if there is if there is some evidence that is clear evidence that there's some fraudulent behavior, then I will like an investigation into it. Remember, remember he's not out of office until December 31st. Yes. So you've got three week three months to accept whatever happens. You remember Al Gore? We didn't realize that until early November. So <laughs> um so the the point is if is some kind of fraudulent or whatever, I want to see it investigated, but I'm not just going to accept, and I don't think Donald Trump is just going to go out there and say, there was fraud, I'm not stepping down. Oh, That's not going to happen. DJ
2: Crystal, and I'm bringing you in on this one. Do you think it is possible that President Donald Trump will not accept these election the results if he loses
3: he's got his attorneys on standby for election night
2: every so. both teams both yes. candidates have attorneys on standby both candidates
1: have hundreds of attorneys around the country ready to mobilize to a state if there are issues that is on both sides yes, that's true and not only that is it on both sides but it's also standard operating procedure in a presidential election that have attorneys across the country ready to mobilize it's got to be like real using quick
3: using air force 1 for campaign stops like that Trump really had a problem with Obama doing Obama I, and Hillary had a real problem with that so
1: yep okay
3: and he's doing it
1: yep good for him <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs> so as we wind down, we're on Wednesday, as you said. Yes. We don't know what time yet. We'll let you know. Follow our social media. Just Scottie, listen yep.
2: to WSB all day. Just all day. No, that's we'll a, good information, right?
1: that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Someone at some point is going to say, hey, Word and Street is on at this time tonight. Yeah, yeah you wait for that. <laughs>
4: right.
2: Scotty B, tell <laughs> They
4: <laughs> so nice to us.
1: Scotty B, you, you wait for that. Scotty B, tell them where they can find us on social media to find out what time we'll be on uh, Wednesday. Listen, we are growing and growing covering a lot of
0: ground. We are everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, WSBRadio.com. Anywhere that you want to look, you're going to find Word on the Street. Type in those four magical words, and you're going to get us one way or another, I promise.
1: So, my sister, uh, we got a few minutes before we go. We heard the Trump rally. We heard Kamala Harris. I want uh, Kamala Harris, excuse me, Kamala Harris. And I, I want to get real quick just around the room here. Um... Is it, do you guys not feel that there is definitely, definitely, definitely a different energy, a different energy and enthusiasm when you look at a Trump rally versus a Biden rally? There's
2: nobody there. I mean, that's not fair because there's nobody in the rally. Well, no, no, no because when they had one down here,
1: they had a Biden rally and there were a bunch of cars, but there's a different energy. Do you think that means something? I guess that's my question. Do you guys think it means something that the energy is there? Those people there in Rome, Georgia, there's 10,000 people there. There were maybe a couple hundred in Gwinnett for Kamala Harris. So what I'm saying is, does that mean anything? Or the people that are voting for Joe and Kamala, they've already voted. They don't need to go see them.
2: I I don't think it means anything because I think most Biden supporters, you're going by the pulse of your leader. Donald Trump, hey, we can beat coronavirus, we're on the end, come on out, blah, blah, blah. Joe Biden's people, are the people that I know, most Biden supporters I know are generally afraid of coronavirus or they don't want to get it and they're sheltering in place. So it does not mean they're not supporting him, they're following the pulse of their leader.
3: Well, the Biden supporters, no offense, aren't stupid and aren't going to go stand out in the cold and... Not wear a mask. I mean, it's ridiculous. The Trump people aren't wearing masks. They don't have any respect for the, you know, for the virus.
2: They they went out and did it uh, for Black Lives Matter. So the, I guess all those people were stupid. Thousands and hundreds of thousands, not even in I America, think you can't, around the world. You can't
3: compare that. I don't know why you keep comparing that because a Trump rally is a set event. Those people are going. They're making a statement by not wearing a mask. It's, they don't believe it's a thing. They don't uh, believe it's a thing. That's the bottom line. Yeah, the
2: protests were a set event, and nobody said anything. If you're stupid, they said like weeks ahead. It, no, it was said days and, ahead. We're going to meet there, and it was thousands of people. I'm not sure
3: it was days ahead. It, it could it have been the it, day after.
2: The problem is, we were prior to that, we were in a pandemic, and 12 people couldn't gather at church because they were irresponsible. So the fact that we had well, they was irresponsible a whole month to go
3: to the protest, it was too. It, it was Absolutely very, but irresponsible the, but the media wasn't
2: saying, one. but the media didn't say it so if we're suggesting that the people at the trump rallies are there and they're they're stupid then you're stupid for going out in a pandemic to protest for something that you stop protesting for and you have no change you put lives at risk thousands of people around the world did ding
1: ding 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 (laughs) round two
2: separate to the corners Scotty B, you got those hoses?
1: Uh, water them no, down again to get happen. started? Let them get let started <laughs> again? I want to see this thing play out. I'm going <laughs> yeah, to it happen. That was at right the round one. Round two will be Wednesday <laughs> night after the election. This is Word on the Street. My sister DJ Crystal, my brother Scotty B, my <laughs> yeah. other sister Melani Kai. I'm Shelly Winter, and we are the most diverse show Absolutely. on the radio and the Democrats made a big mistake. Shout out to John Ossoff who came on, Mark Lieberman who came on, Reverend Warnock who came on. Yes. But the Biden campaign, you denied us. We'll see what happens because I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, if you guys lose, the reason you lost, especially here in Georgia, is because you didn't come on word on the street. <laughs> Message.
2: Senator Kamala Harris, we wish you well. It's wonderful to see a woman of color in that position, even though I don't think you qualify. It's just. <laughs> wow. No, wow. I mean. Compliment smacking the no, face. No, it's not. I don't think you qualify, but it's I only wish you Christian well. a
3: Christian thing to say. I All wish I you know. well. <laughs> that somebody
2: doesn't qualify. I'll I wish for you for well, you, Senator Malenka. Kamala Harris. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Peace Good out. <laughs>